0: You're listening to The Scoop, the show that gives you the inside story on South Stockport's independent businesses. Each week we'll bring an interview with a local business owner, we will find out about their journey to independence and what they can offer to our community. As a resident and a business owner myself, I think it's important to give other local enterprises a voice and a platform to share their stories, challenges and importantly successes. And with so many local businesses, independents and entrepreneurs in Cheadle, Hume, Bramall and beyond, we can be sure to hear some exciting tales. This week we'll be hearing from local yogi Helen Fitton of Orange Bloom Yoga Studio.
1: Um, so our little motto is sort of your yoga your way Um, so it doesn't matter if you can touch your toes or um, just about touch your hips we'll have a yoga class for you
0: so um, first things first Helen as we always do do you want to tell us about your business and your journey to where you are today
1: Yeah, fab. Um, So, I run Orange Bloom Yoga Studio. Uh, We've been going for nearly three years now, um, just about to launch in our new location, which is going to be a bigger, better, brighter, warmer studio. Okay. Um, I've been doing yoga for almost 20 years now that's uh, a bit shocking but (laughs) uh, when I say it back to myself and I've been teaching for uh, nearly six years um, and taught in the local area in Poynton, Bramall, Hazel Grove um, and then launched the studio um, like I said nearly three years ago just after I had my first little one um, because I like to be busy so um decided to to launch uh, a little yoga studio um, offering yoga classes for everybody so my main aim is to make yoga accessible and inclusive because um, I'd been to quite a number of yoga classes as you can imagine I've been to loads um, around yep. the area and in the country I've been to yoga retreats etc mm-hmm. and The one thing that I got from the yoga classes that I absolutely loved was that they were always inclusive. So literally anybody could walk in to their class and be able to do them. Um, The classes that I didn't enjoy were the ones that made me feel uncomfortable or I felt as if, you know, you needed to be wearing, you know, the the right leggings and have the right coat and the right yoga mat and I just thought no that's that's not what yoga should be about and I've been blessed to have some amazing teachers myself um, and I wanted to bring it uh, to everybody Um, so our little motto is sort of your yoga your way Um, so it doesn't matter if you can touch your toes or um, just about touch your hips we'll have a yoga class for you
0: brilliant yeah there are some um shall we say stereotypes within within yoga aren't there so,
1: absolutely There's the, the instagram perfect yogis which i certainly yeah. am not um and, and none of our teachers are either
0: okay yeah so it's uh, it's one of those things that i've tried it on and off over the years i've never been consistent with it but like luckily i've always worked in the in the place in the gym where the class is so i know the teacher but I would be reluctant to go to a session if I didn't know the teacher, just because of, I suppose, the stereotype. But it sounds like yours is the kind of place that I could come to quite happily.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when I worked, uh, when I walked into my first uh, yoga class, I was super nervous, and I was just mm-hmm. doing it because I was doing loads of running, and I, you know, I couldn't touch my knees, um, and I felt super out of place because all these bendy wendies were around me. Um, but the teacher was fantastic and she was so encouraging that I just kept coming back um, uh-huh. and got hooked. And so that's what I want. You know, I don't want people to look around and think, oh, God, I shouldn't be here or, you know, the or the teacher's not, um, you know, she's getting frustrated with me because I can't do this, this and this. Um yeah. You know, the, we have some fast classes that won't suit everybody, but we have loads of like slow classes, beginners classes. Um, and I'm also launching, launching some chair yoga classes as well for those that can't sort of get up and down off the okay. floor.
0: Fantastic. So um, let's take it back then a little bit further. So you say you've been practicing yoga for 20 years. Yes. And teaching for six. Yeah. um. So what did you do before you started teaching yoga? Uh
1: so I worked in the corporate world. So I worked in marketing for about 15 years. Okay. Um worked in sales before that. Um mostly in technology companies. So bit of a <laughs> bit of a reach yeah. from where I am now.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then what, how did you get involved in yoga in the first place, Helen?
1: Um, so like I said, I've I've always been sort of quite into sports. Um, I've got my dad to thank for that. He was always very fitness orientated. We used to do the gym together um, mm-hmm. and did a bit of running, uh, athletics, weightlifting. So I I literally went to my first yoga class because I was getting so stiff from working out that um a friend recommended that i go to yoga to help stretch my muscles out and and that's sort of what kept me going for the first sort of few months and then i very quickly realized that it was doing a hell of a lot more for my mental health than it was for my body even though i was getting okay. more flexible and i was feeling better um i'd come out of the class feeling lighter i just felt more calm the breathing side of it got me hooked you know i could calm myself with my own breath Mm -hmm. um and I'd always loved the idea of meditating but my mind just goes sort of a mile a minute um but after a yoga session and a relaxation I could suddenly just be Um, it was incredible and that's then what sort of took me through for for years and years um kept going back different classes and and not every class was fabulous and sort of not every teacher i clicked with because you know that's life yeah. but yes. i have uh, i've managed to have some wonderful teachers that then turned into mentors and friends um and yeah i think probably now i do less of the physical stuff and more of the the breathing the the meditation um not just because i'm getting older but uh, <laughs> because it suits my lifestyle a little bit more now
0: okay um that's really interesting that um for me I'm thinking of yoga as a as a physical activity rather than don't get me wrong I know that there's there's an element of mental activity there but that's really interesting I'd not thought about it like that so I'm going to come back to that in a little while um we'll, we'll actually talk about what yoga is but what I want to do first is carry on with your journey and and ask how how did you get from corporate then to teaching yoga what what happened what made the change
1: um so i i was part of a a few sort of groups you know usual on facebook etc and i i saw that the british wheel of yoga which is one of the main teaching bodies of yoga were doing a foundation course which was just over a year over a few weekends through the year and you could take your yoga practice a little deeper and it was almost like a prelude to possibly then going on to teach um so i thought well i'll go and do this course because i'd love to know more about yoga and the history and where it comes from and mm-hmm. um you know how i can make it deeper for myself and and if something comes out of the end of it fabulous if not then um you know i've, I've just learned more um, And I had um, a really nice teacher. He was um, really encouraging, showed us um, the different sides of of yoga. Like I said, not just the physical, but he was very much into building into your life about sort of how you choose what to eat and how to be and how to speak. And um, I just absolutely loved it. And at the end of the course, when he sort of suggested that some of us might want to go on to teach, I was top of the list absolutely that's me (laughs) this is what I want to share with people and I'd sort of always known that the office life wasn't going to be my my be-all and end-all as much as I enjoyed my marketing and it was it was fun and I had a fabulous team to work with I just knew that I've always been quite physical I wanted to do a job where I was with people um, and helping people Um, and in fact, when I was little, I used to say, I will be a teacher one day and I, I I am just a different kind of teacher than I ever imagined. (laughs)
0: Um, so you say you did a course then for a year, presumably you were still working at the time. Was there any further training involved to, um, to qualify you as a, as as an instructor?
1: Yeah. So after that first year, it was then a, a three year diploma, um, that was one, one weekend every month, uh, for three years. Um, it's a lot of study, um, had to study anatomy and physiology, um, had to learn about obviously the history and the mythology around yoga, um, and then had to start teaching within sort of your first year. You needed to be teaching people regularly. Um, Mm -hmm. Had to, had to be assessed teaching people which was very nerve-wracking the first <laughs> time it ever happened um, and uh, and then I was assessed again at the end of the three years and you know had to get that big tick at the end that I was able to carry on teaching um, so now I'm now fully qualified British wheel teacher and I do have to keep on top of that so I have to do training every year um, through workshops and weekends I've got two planned. <sighs> coming up um which i'm excited about and uh and yeah so it's it's been a long road but i knew eventually where i wanted to get and i wanted to have my own own studio um it happened a little quicker than i thought it it would because things just fell into place which was brilliant um and it's uh yeah it's exciting now to i just want to get back to work
0: (laughs) (laughs) excellent so um I think that's a really interesting insight in in your story, where you've come from, how you've got to where you are today. Um, but let's sort of clarify for listeners, because I mean, I'm sure we've all got an idea of what yoga is. We've all seen sort of the movies and the sitcoms, haven't we, with the, the stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. What is, what is yoga?
1: Um, so... So yeah, I mean, it can yoga can mean a lot of different things for different people. Um, where I come from, in my my feeling of it, is that yoga is uh, a culmination of the physical, the mental, and the emotional. Um, so most people will be familiar with uh, yoga asana, which is basically means movement. Um, so all the poses, the warriors, the trees that you see on Instagram and adverts and in films, um, that's the physical part of it, which is amazing. It's great for your body. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, um, you know, it is proved to have a physical effect. Um, it can help guard against, um, you know, heart problems, lower your blood pressure, increases brain activity, um, there's even evidence to suggest that within children, it can help with dyslexia and ADHD um, on a very physical level.
0: Okay, and how does, um, it, how does it do that?
1: Um, so it's all about um, using the left and right side of the brain. So that's where the whole the dyslexia and ADHD um, can be helped, and okay. um, because you're balancing both um, of those through the physical practice, like with balances um and the movement um with uh the the heart um it increases you know the blood flow through your body um like with any exercise you know it's it's low impact it gets you moving um but it moves you in a way that you're not going to increase your heart rate to the extent that you're working sort of in that that cardio zone all of the time yeah um so it's great again with people with thyroid problems as well it can be a great exercise for them so that they don't take themselves over that point
0: how are you moving blood around your body and being able to increase your endurance and and things like you say without getting your heart rate up
1: so i mean don't get me wrong there are classes that you can go to particularly like the hot yogas, that will get your heart rate up Mm -hmm. um I've uh, I've done some hot yoga myself, and uh, not great for my blood pressure. I've got two <laughs> kids that can get that up, <laughs> um, but for the type of yoga that we teach, which is is generally sort of it's called a hatha yoga um, and slow flows. You're you're very much moving mindfully and slowly. Um, you're balanced in position, so we will always do. You know, forward folds, back bends, standing poses, lying down poses. So you move basically your entire body through that whole class. Um, usually you'll you'll start um, just nice and simply with some side stretches, with some gentle movement, and then by the ends of the class you are doing deep twisting that can really help you release the muscles, get um, any tension out of the body, which again then helps that. That blood flow a little bit smoother, okay. um, and we right. we talk about energy in yoga as well in prana, um, so that you've you know you've got that nice flow of energy through the body. Right, um,
0: that makes but, sense. yeah, yeah on, generally,
1: right. generally we try not to go so fast that your heart rate um, increases too much, yeah. um, and we we're very mindful of the breath. So if your breath gets ragged and you're unable to control it then we've, we've pushed
0: too far. Okay. Yeah, that make, like I say, that makes sense because, I mean, instinctively, you're thinking in order to get your blood moving around your body, you've got to get your heart rate up to get your, your heart pumping to move your blood around. But actually what you're talking about is warming up all the muscles in your body and and by warming up the muscles in your body, you're still getting your blood moving because you're going from one muscle group to the other, um, which is making it move around your body just the same isn't it
1: exactly it's it's very methodical you know you can Mm -hmm. go to a yoga class and think oh we're just doing a collection of poses but you know most teachers we've put a lot of thought into where we start what we go through and how we finish so that we've we've worked every inch of you Mm -hmm. um and often people will come back to me the next day and go wow I didn't, didn't think I'd feel it today but I do um because it does it works your strength as well um so yeah it's um it's deceiving at the time it can feel like perhaps you've not done huge amounts but you'll definitely feel the benefit the next day Mm
0: -hmm. okay so that's i mean we've covered their physical but you also mentioned mental and emotional um how does work yoga work on on those levels as well then
1: well, I think on the most simple level, we, we incorporate mindfulness um, and very much at our studio, we are about mindful movement. So we bring attention to exactly what you're doing whilst doing it. Uh-huh. Um, when we're not moving, we're being very mindful with the breath um, so that we'll, we'll spend time, sometimes sort of 10, 15 minutes at the beginning of the class, uh, watching the breath, becoming aware of the body, scanning the body um making sure that you know exactly where you are and your mind isn't off somewhere in the future or somewhere mm-hmm. in the past um well, which often is yeah, exactly <laughs> did i leave the oven on you know what have i got to do at work tomorrow which you know i'm totally guilty of um but with uh, with yoga we very much encourage focus um mm-hmm. So, you know, we say it's, it's fine to have those thoughts, but be aware of those thoughts and bring yourself back into the present moment. And, uh, and when you're trying to balance on one foot and, uh, and stretch the arms, you're very rarely thinking about what you're having for dinner you're just thinking i need to stay upright um (laughs) so the mental benefits i mean i could sort of wax lyrical i think for hours about the the mental benefits um but that being able to to switch your mind off um or maybe argue switch your mind on um Mm -hmm. to what you're doing rather than somewhere else is just fantastic and the more you do it the easier you find it um and we always end our classes with a, a shavasana, which is a, a relaxation. Um, and I always say that it's the it's the hardest part of the class because we have to lie down, you have to be still, um, and you have to try and let your mind relax and just be with you. And that's where you can really start. You know, oh God, what time am I going to get home? And
0: every yoga <laughs> class I've done, I've fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: you can fall asleep because you'd be exhausted and, and i say if you needed to fall asleep your body needed it so that's fine yeah. um but uh but yeah the aim eventually would be to be able to be a wakeful sleep so your body's yeah. resting your mind is resting but you're very much aware of mm-hmm. where you are um okay. but yeah it's the it's the bit that most people struggle with and that that's right. why it's the hardest part of the class
0: so i suppose in today's world especially where you've got you, you're being bombarded with messages and we're always on our phones and we're always in about 17 conversations at the same time <laughs> yeah then actually from a mental point of view being in a yoga session is is great because you are thinking about one thing and just doing one thing I mean how many accidents at home happen during cooking or DIY or something because you <laughs> you're thinking about something else and you accidentally hammer your own thumb into the wall or, or, or whatever. But yeah. You're trying to escape from that, I suppose, in the studio, are you?
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, you're, you're bringing your mind back into your body. You're asking your body if it's okay. Cause mm-hmm. when do we ever sort of sit back and go, okay, how am I actually feeling physically? Mm-hmm how am I feeling emotionally? And that's where the emotion sort of side comes into it. You know, am I stressed? Am I feeling okay? You know, we don't check in with ourselves as much as we should do. No. Um, like we said, we've got the phones in our hands until we go to bed. Um, they're the first thing we look at when we wake up. Um, so I have a strict no phones policy in my class. I am very okay. strict on that. Um and uh yeah you know so you no instagrammers
0: in. in your class now
1: no instagram <laughs> you feel free at the end to have that little snapshot <laughs> but uh but yes yeah, definitely not and i i also try and encourage um fitbits to be popped in shoes as well because you know they keep buzzing now and if you've got an okay. apple watch it's buzzing off and mm-hmm. there's just so many pulls isn't there from outside yeah um and i think that's something that i struggle with and there's the famous phrase, you know, you teach best what you need most. Um, and I okay. think that's maybe why I decided to teach it because I am, you know, just as bad as everybody, phone, the kids, your work, you know, everybody's pulling mm-hmm. you in a thousand directions, but get yourself into a yoga class. You've just got one one direction to think about and it's it's yours.
0: Cool. Excellent. Sounds good. And then what about emotionally?
1: Um So the emotional side, I think this can take a little while for people to get into, um, because're we're, we're easy, you know we we can easily connect with what we're doing physically, um, and if we feel a bit hotter, or if we've stretched a bit better or you know we ache the next day. Um, with the emotional side, I think for for me, as I started to practice yoga and became more mindful of my body, and how I felt when I sat down in the class and how I felt at the end of class, Mm -hmm. I was then more able to tune into my own emotions. And in yoga, we, we start to talk about not being led by emotions, being able to step back and become the watcher. Okay. And just to say, okay, well, I'm feeling angry right now. Um, But let me be able to step back from that and let's watch it. Why am I feeling angry? Is it warranted? Sometimes it is. You know, it can be a good thing. Um, Is it because I'm hungry? Is it because I'm tired? Um, And not be so emotionally invested in that one particular emotion. And if you can step back and see it almost from outside of yourself, you'll be Mm -hmm. able to be a little bit more objective and be able to decide, well, can I do I need to act on this emotion or is it something that actually has, has already passed? Um, you know, I'm, I was, yeah, I was just tired. I was a bit hungry. I flared up. I'm really angry at this person because they did something very silly, but uh-huh. actually now I've stepped back from it. I've breath. I've, you know, I've had some, some breath, maybe moved a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I was being a little bit unreasonable, <laughs> And uh, it's not an easy thing for us to do because, you know, we're so reactive. We can mm-hmm. just, you know, go from one minute to the next, just reacting to other people and to events. Um, and the the best thing that I've taken from yoga and a lot of our students have, um, when I've chatted to them about it, is to be able to have that space from your emotions and, mm-hmm and say okay well some of them are warranted absolutely we're not all calm i think people have this idea that all of us yogis are extremely calm and we never get angry and we just sort of glide through life um (laughs) always happy (laughs) Um, and for the most part we are um but you know we we all get we all get angry we all um feel sad you know Mm -hmm. depression all of those things can happen um but on a Minute by minute, day to day basis, if we can find that space between ourselves and our emotions, perhaps we can just get a little bit better handle on yeah. how we react to them, and it just makes life a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, do you know what? Everything you've just said there makes absolute sense. I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe myself as a as a cynic by any stretch, because like I said, I've been to yoga sessions and and I've, I'm happy to take part in them, but. I've never been sold by the same token, (laughs) but actually like what you've just said there, particularly about the emotional stuff, it makes absolute sense that the emotional stuff is going to happen because you've got your blood flowing around your body through the movements, through the stretches. um, So automatically you're going to get more blood to the brain um you're also focusing or you've got the mental focus and and that single focus which again is going to get more blood to the brain it's going to switch you off a little bit more and then it goes without saying doesn't it that if those two are there then emotionally you're going to be calmer you're going to be more rational um and it's all going to work together for a little bit more of a um a positive well-being
1: yeah exactly and that's you know why the you know general yoga classes are designed with we start with breathing to get you Mm -hmm. into the room take you through the physical practice so you're in the body you're in your space finish with the relaxation to calm you and then you know depending on the class that relaxation might turn into a meditation which you know i like with with like most people have always struggled with meditation. I've loved the idea of sitting, you know, beautifully cross-legged in my garden, being able to just switch the mind off for (laughs) an hour. But (laughs) meditation has never come easy to me. Uh, But when I did yoga and I went through all of those processes and finished with a meditation, that's when I was able to sit and not have my mind going in a million different directions for it to be able to become a little bit clearer um, and it will always chatter away, but being able to say, okay, well, no, I'm not going to engage with that chatter. I'm going to bring it back. And even something as simple as just, you know, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out can really mm-hmm. sort of help manage the, the stress, all of those emotions that, you know, you've got whirly gigging around. Um, and that's, that's why it works. That's why it's designed that way.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Well, like I say, I'm sold. Um, without, brilliant without question well <laughs> yeah if i can find time and in amongst everything else then yeah for sure i definitely will <laughs> um right then so i wanted to ask you mentioned that quite often in your sessions you spend 10 to 15 minutes at the beginning of the session breathing
1: mm-hmm. how long
0: is a the session then
1: um so it can vary um a usual yoga class a few years ago would have been 90 minutes um yeah. we found that that has changed our classes generally and are an hour and 15 now um, i do some shorter classes for beginners um, and and pregnancy you know specialized yeah. classes like that we tend to make a little shorter um, but our general sort of slow flow classes um, and hatha classes are, are an hour and 15 so that we can get everything in
0: Okay. And um and what type of I know you've mentioned a few different types but what type of yoga is it that you do because I know you've got there are various different ones aren't there?
1: Yeah, so we we have a few different styles. So apart from the specialized ones like the chair yoga and the pregnancy um we do a slow flow which is it's pretty much what it says on the tin. Um yeah. it's more of a flowing class so um it's for people that like a bit more movement um so it's the sort of class that i would have liked to have gone to when i first started yoga um because i was very physical um -hmm. so i find a lot of sports people runners cyclists etc like to come to that that style of class
0: right um we have name slow i know (laughs) (laughs) myself i'm thinking that's not going to be the one for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'd be surprised. I did have a crossfitter once come to slow flow class and okay. he sort of swanned in thinking and he was like, oh, I've just come, somebody's told me I should do this. And he was, uh, I think he was very dubious. And then as he he as he as walked out, um, he was a little bit out of puff mm-hmm. and said, uh, so I can't believe that was as hard as I thought, it, I, as hard as it was. I didn't think oh. it was going to be like that.
0: Did you let him do this with his shirt off?
1: <laughs> no, I did not. Fully clothed at all times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I mean, although it's slow, you are continually moving for okay. a good hour. Um, so, yeah, you, you know, you, you're definitely going to feel it um, throughout. Um, so we we have that style we do a yoga for all class which is a more of a traditional hatha class which um, so you hold the poses for just a little bit longer it's not quite as flowing um, and we might stop and do a bit of breathing halfway through and then start the movement again Um, so that that's a great class for people that are just sort of getting into it and perhaps aren't least aren't as physically confident Um, as other people might be. Okay. Um, And we also do um, yin style, which uh, for for, for perhaps someone like you who's very physical might really struggle with this, it's where you go into positions and stay there for maybe four to five minutes.
0: Okay. So focused on flexibility a bit more?
1: It is. It's really about releasing, getting into that sort of parasympathetic nervous state um, and allowing your muscles to really let go. So it, it is fantastic for people that do sports,
0: mm-hmm. but it
1: can be a—it's a mind over matter thing. Because um, yeah. staying still for for that amount of time can be a real challenge. I know I I, I struggled the first time I did it, but actually it's one of my favourite styles now.
0: Okay, yeah, it sounds like actually benefiting me more, even though I might struggle with it mentally.
1: Yeah, and you can when you teach it, you can see people sort of like, okay, how long has it been? You can see in their mind, they're thinking, oh, I need to move. Um, that's
0: why the Fitbits are in the shoes, is it? So yeah, can't, exactly. Can't
1: <laughs> sneak a peek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Um, and then you said you have a few instructors working for yourself, so I take it you're not just a, a sole trader, you've got a few. Have you got employees or are they are they freelancers themselves? Um,
1: so they're freelancers. Um, I'm really lucky to have met some fantastic teachers sort of along along the way that have come and, and worked at the studio with me. Um, so, I mean, it's very much a team effort because I couldn't do this on my own, um, especially with a young family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have some great teachers that that cover all sorts of different styles. So I have you know, teachers that do the, the slow flow and the more sort of physical practices um, and then other teachers that are very much um, for beginners um, and like to focus on sort of that yoga for everybody. Um, and I have a couple of pregnancy yoga teachers that I work with. Um, so, yeah, so it's great. We've got a lovely little team.
0: Excellent, brilliant. Right, I think we've got a uh, a really good understanding of of you, the business, and and what yoga is itself. Um, so let's move on now, Helen, to um, to Stockport and and the local area. How is the local area um, and the SK postcodes important to your business?
1: Oh God, it's been so just so important particularly over the last 6 months um you know as soon as as lockdown hit being a yoga studio that was a huge huge blow um mm-hmm. i had literally just gone on maternity leave as well which was fabulous <laughs> um <laughs> and to to receive such incredible support from the people of the local area was just totally overwhelming um, we we very quickly tried to get our classes online because we've got okay. so many regulars um, that we just wanted to make sure that they could still access um, at yoga and access us. Um, mm-hmm. So within about two days, we were we were on Zoom like everybody wow. else. Um, we we uh, yoga teachers aren't known for our technology um, <laughs> prowess, but we got there and um, a few hiccups along the way, but. Um, all of our students you know jumped at the chance to be um, in the classes, which was which was marvelous and um, and as we sort of approach coming back and, and launching back into a new studio, the, just the, the support from from all of the, the local people has just been amazing you know asking us when we're going to be opening. I've had people from all over Hazel Grove and in you know the other areas of Stockport. Asking if they, if I need someone to come and paint, um, if I need any cleaners to come and help before we launch. I mean, just you just don't imagine this. You know, this is people offering their time um, to a and small are these, business.
0: That <laughs> the, like just friends of the business.
1: Uh, some customers, some people who have never been okay. um, and have only found us during lockdown. Um, But have still offered to come and help in the new studio if we need it. I mean, that's these are people that have never met me, which is which is incredible, and it just gives you that faith in humanity. Um, That's pretty incredible. It is, and I, I can't fault it. And and even like the local businesses have been been so supportive. You know, we're we're just down the road from from Buxton Road Cafe, and the guys there can't wait for us to open. They've been really, you know, lovely. I've had advice about plants from hazelgrove flowers <laughs> I mean it's just it's fabulous and and I've had my cake fix from um the cupped cake up the road, which has been yeah. very important um in, <laughs> in getting this studio in the up and running
0: <laughs> excellent brilliant and so I suppose as a as a yoga studio a, a sort of well-being center, you've got a community of members then as well, so it's not just it's not just the 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 Stockport community it's it's even more niche isn't it your your community of members is it
1: yeah you know I mean we have people from all walks of life you know I have nurses doctors um I have people that work from home retired people new mums um you know our classes are so incredibly diverse, mm-hmm. but we're all part of the same community. That just you know we're coming to be physically and mentally a little bit better, and uh, yeah. and all coming to to serve our own well being. Um, and it's great that we get we get a huge amount of uh, of new members from word of mouth because as soon as people come to the classes, they realise that they've benefited. They then bring along their work colleague or their mum or their sister or you know husbands come and wives come it's um it's brilliant and i'll i'll go to maybe a shop up the road and they'll be like oh Mm -hmm. my my cousin's coming to your classes and i'm gonna come with her and you know that's that's always lovely um and we've also got sort of a lovely community of of other well-being people um so we we host um stockport birth services do a lovely antenatal class at our studio um and meg who runs that she also does a baby massage class um that's going to be back at the studio as well okay um and we have gary who does reiki and meditation so we've sort of Mm -hmm. started to bring together all these lovely people that are all doing different things but all on that well-being um sort of center
0: oh fantastic that's um so not just from a customer point of view, but from a, a business community point of view, you're able to serve the community as well, aren't you?
1: Exactly, yeah. Excellent. You know, we can have a little hub of wellness.
0: Mm-hmm. Brill. So um, sticking sort of vaguely on the theme of, of Stockport, are you local, born and bred?
1: Oh, I am not. Can you not tell from the accents? But yes,
0: I can. <laughs> and that's, what, uh, that's what I thought. I didn't want to suggest where you might be from. <laughs> But Ooh. I didn't think you were uh, local, born and bred. Um, no, I think you're probably more um, more Midlands based. Are you?
1: I am indeed. I am a Brummy. I hold my hand up. I am <laughs> from Birmingham. The, the accent's not quite as strong as it can be. Um, no. <laughs> it has uh, sort of withered through the years. Um, but I've lived in I've lived in the northwest um, for about fifteen years. Right, um, okay specifically in in stockport for the past 10
0: years okay and what brought you up here from from birmingham
1: uh work um sort of eventually um well i went traveling around the world um in my early 20s and then worked in london very much decided that was way too busy for me Mm -hmm. um and and so work sort of brought me up to to manchester right okay um which is which has got all of the wonderful things about london but less people um and and nicer people <laughs> yeah and so uh, yeah we, just to we that smile bit, and nod don't we <laughs> we do, we talk which is, is you know on the on the tram we strike up conversations with strangers it's yeah it's a lovely concept that, that you don't really get in london
0: <laughs> no <laughs>
1: um so yeah so i loved it up here and that and that was it just sort of i was done stayed and and worked and yeah i met my husband who is from from the northwest
0: okay and settled um brilliant so what about for the last six years whilst you've been working for yourself um challenges helen uh what what challenges have you come across and how have you overcome them
1: oh challenges there's there's been plenty um I think I mean the biggest thing for me was coming from I've always worked in a team mm-hmm. to suddenly being on my own <laughs> was quite daunting um you yeah. know if something goes wrong you really do only have yourself to blame um and I'm you know very much a I'm just going to do it all I can do it all myself and uh, and I'm, I'm going to do my accounts, and I'm, I'm going to do the marketing, and I'm going to do the teaching and the planning, and the, and very quickly realising that if I'm going to be successful, I'm not going to do it all on my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and trying to find the right people to help you. Um, you know, there are there are amazing people out there, you know, like I've said, who've offered to help clean the studio. But, you know, as I started to get started with Uh, firstly just being self-employed and and doing classes and then taking the studio on Um, just being able to choose people you know like a really fantastic accountant because I'm rubbish with numbers Um, and then you know finding friends that do website design um, and can help me manage that and uh, and then more recently I've I've joined uh, Westfield Warriors, so the coaching group, um, mm-hmm. and suddenly I very much don't feel like I'm on my own anymore. I've, I've got these fantastic people around me that can, you know, just give you a bit of a, a hug when you need, what well, a virtual hug these days um, when you need it, or, you know, just bounce some ideas off. Um, you know, the biggest challenge is just is being on your own and yeah, not knowing if wait. you are making the right decisions <laughs> sometimes. Absolutely, um, yeah. And my poor husband, you know, uh, he's fantastic and he gets all these ideas thrown at him and, you know, we discuss, oh, that's a good idea and that's a bad idea and, um, yeah, we should do that, etc. But it's it's nice probably for him and for me to be able to have other people that give you a little bit of, of input. Um, and now that I've got this lovely little group of teachers that work with me, it's nice to, to talk to them, you know, say, I'm going to do this with the studio, I'm going to move it, I want to do these classes, what do you think? Um, and that's just that's just been great. and if I look back sort of my first year of working for myself, trying to do everything was just I was gonna burn out very, very quickly um, and and then add add children into the mix're you're, you're mm-hmm. certainly gonna burn out <laughs> very <laughs> fast. Um, yeah. So I'm glad I had those people in place. Um, particularly you know second time round with kids it was it was great to be, have, be able to say to teachers you know I'm I'm handing my class over to you to look after um, you know they, they were going to be looking after the studio whilst I was on maternity obviously it ended up closing um, while I was in maternity but they've but they were again
0: look after it online
1: exactly they've jumped on doing the zoom stuff and And chatting to people you know online that have needed it so you know that's been great um and I just I couldn't be more grateful grateful enough and I think if I was going to offer one piece of advice to anybody thinking of branching out on their own whether it was going to be yoga or you know something completely different is just make sure you get the right people around you that are going to help and support and and even give you a bit of a boot when you need it, and to tell you to put the phone down and turn off the emails and go and have a yeah. weekend off. Um, no,
0: I couldn't agree more. I run, I run this as well as another small business, and I have a full time job and and a wife and kids. And my, I do everything for this and everything for my other business because it's they're only small and only part time. Hmm. Actually, I'm fully aware that if I want to grow both or either of them, then I, I need to outsource in, able, in order to be able to allow me to do what I'm good at. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I fully agree with you that you need that community of people around you um, in order to be able to do that.
1: You really do. And it's, you know, they are out there and you think, oh, well no one's ever going to care about my business as much as I do, but that isn't true. There, There are others that want to see you succeed and, yeah. And will help you. They won't
0: care about the business as much, but they care about no, you. No, exactly. And they're, yeah, they're caring about the business, aren't they? So, yeah. And I think
1: you know, if you are a genuine person and genuinely believe in what you do, which you know, I hope that mm. I am. I, you know, I, I believe in what I want to offer. Yeah, people will instinctively want to help you because it comes from a, That's you know, a right. real place.
0: And, and already, you've said, um, like you've said about in terms of creating this new studio and setting it all up the local businesses that are that that your new studio is going to be important for with buxton road cafe down the road and and your clients probably walking out of your studio into their cafe yeah um and, and vice versa them having the opportunity to go and use your studio when when they're when they're closed or when they're quiet or on the day off um, and again, with the with the plant shop um, uh, and and all that, those businesses or local businesses rely on local businesses, don't we?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's um when when I had the old studio that was just up the road. You know, we, I, you know, popped up to get a bit of cake. I I went mm-hmm. every so often. Not going to say too often, but to <laughs> Hazel to Hazel Spice around the corner for some Indian takeaway after class. Um, you know yeah it it all it all sets it up, doesn't it and Absolutely. and then you hope you know your 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 students and people that come to the studio will yeah go grab a coffee, go and get a drink at the rising sun, go up to the local shops um you know, I think particularly now as we all try and get back to some sense of normality mm-hmm. um the more little businesses that can support each other on the high street, then the better,
0: yeah definitely absolutely agree which is what the scoop is all about oh <laughs> yeah um okay and what about um i think you've really covered lockdown um in terms of the challenges you said that obviously you weren't able to run you've you've gone into um online coaching all during lockdown and during maternity and um, both happened at the same time anything else to to add to that any further challenges that it's uh, it's brought or has it is it implemented helped you implement any changes positively
1: um oh, i think there's masses of positive to come out of it you know we did get a handle on online classes which we will carry on offering even when we open the physical space because you know i know it does suit some people um and we'll be recording classes so that people can access them at a later date um which i think will be you know fabulous being able to to support a small local business rather than sort of going on YouTube and doing, you know, a yoga class from someone in the other side of the planet is, is great. Um, So, you know, that was a real positive and, and being able to actually take some time out um, and think about what the original plan was for the studio. And was I heading in that direction? Mm -hmm. Um, And there have been changes that I've, I've decided to make, um, like moving to to a, a better place um, with a slightly bigger area and um, you know just having a little bit of time not a huge amount when you're, you're busy with a new family but a yeah. bit of space to to just yeah sit back um, and think okay well this is what I wanted three years ago am I here and then what am I going to do for the next three years Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then beyond and it has given me that that time and I've got list upon list of workshops and and courses and plans that I do want to do eventually um, and that's all come out of being able to just sit back and and think about it so I think that was probably the biggest biggest positive um, you know it, it has been stressful to not be able to see everybody and and to suddenly have you know our business stripped <laughs> um stripped back so much and unfortunately our old premises was flooded just at the very beginning oh, no. of lockdown so we had to find a new place um <laughs> but i'm a huge believer in things happen for a reason um and i do believe we were meant to sort of move to a a newer uh, nicer place so that when we did reopen we could welcome everybody that's that's had challenges you know and yeah, it's it's not been easy for any of us. Whether you've had your own business, whether you've been working, whether you've lost your job whether you've been a a key worker through all of this, um I think there's there's been no easy road, has there? No, I
0: think we've, <laughs> we, had we've had challenges. Uh, yeah, without yeah, problem. they're all different. And those of us uh, that haven't, I'll probably you <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly yeah we've just just wiped it um, from their memories um yeah so there's, yeah. there's definitely been good and bad and i think you know the, the good part as well we, we've spent more time as a family with a new baby that we would never would have got so mm-hmm. you know away from the business that's just that's time that we would um that we wouldn't swap now absolutely
0: um, which leads us nicely to um asking about how you manage your work-life balance as a uh, as an entrepreneur
1: it's challenging (laughs) it doesn't always (laughs) go to plan um it's that's probably one of the biggest things I've struggled with um particularly coming from a corporate background because you know your day's pretty much planned it's nine to five there's no Mm -hmm. interruptions um for me having two kids suddenly at home as well when I thought I was only going to have sort of the the baby that didn't move I've suddenly got a three-year-old Um, (laughs) thrown into the mix i mean we are getting back to normal now um i think for me it it, is about finding balance and i try to plan business time and home time and not to mix the two um i was when i started i was very much i'll I'll answer that email while i'm doing this or i'll i'll quickly do this social media update while i'm in the park and you suddenly Mm -hmm. feel like you've just got no work-life balance and that's what you became, uh, you know, self-employed or your own business owner for,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: you wanted that, that work-life balance. It's completely gone out of the window. Um, and you're not doing anything well, you're just doing everything sort of halfway. Um, so I had to be very strict. So I now have my home time. I have my work time. Um, sometimes my work time has to be put to one side if we have you know family emergencies or you know kids are ill or husband has to go away things mm-hmm. have to be rearranged um but I try and keep it very separate um I'm a huge believer in downtime obviously I'm a yoga teacher so that sort of goes <laughs> hand in hand um the job is
0: downtime isn't it it is isn't it you
1: know <laughs> I am um, I have to I schedule in literally every day has to have some downtime so whether that is a yoga session for me or a bath mm-hmm. or a run or a gym session i okay. have to have that even if it's just half an hour in my day mm-hmm. to recharge um and uh, i was listening to um a really uh, really good podcast the other day and they were talking about how do you spend your energy and how to, how do you get your energy and you have to make sure that you're putting enough energy in the bank before you spend it. Um, and that's I think that's where okay. I have to make sure I'm, you know, for me, yoga and running and the gym and having that sort of time, that's putting energy in the bank that then I can spend on the family and the business.
0: Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask, um you just said you got a bit of inspiration there from a podcast, but you've talked you've talked quite a lot about how you've um obviously just now just now about how you how you sort of you have you make sure you have your downtime, and um and you manage your time Uh, and then also about the outsourcing and stuff that you were doing where did you find because I'm sure a lot of us business owners like say I do most of it myself I know that I should outsource it but (laughs) I do most of it myself because of the time that it takes me really but I also know that I'm not going to grow because of that and I'm sure a lot of business owners do that. They do their own logo. They do their own website. They do their own social media, even though the, their actual speciality, what their expertise is, something completely different, whether it's being a yoga teacher or a photographer or an accountant. Um, how did you learn to to do that? And what advice, I suppose, would you give to other local business owners? To how To How could they... How can they get out of that rut of doing it all and focus on what they do?
1: I think, I mean, it's it's taken me time, definitely. And um, I mean, there's been some times where I've been just absolutely wiped. And to the point, you know, I'm getting colds and i i'm not feeling healthy and this is what i do for a living so you know if i if i have to stand in front of a class with a streaming nose and a banging headache this <laughs> is not this is not a good thing um, yeah, and uh i've got a lovely yoga teacher who's um sort of one of my mentors called jill and and she she said you've just got you've got to stop doing everything you 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 cannot do everything mm-hmm. um and even if you can should you <laughs> and uh and that really sort of put me in in my place and thought well yeah just cuz I can do something doesn't mean I should do it um yeah. and and start to I started to look at my my health and my well-being a mm-hmm. little bit more cuz particularly doing what I do is I focus very outwardly on people um and, and often a lot of business owners do. We focus on our customers mm-hmm. and our clients. Yeah. Um, but you, you need to turn around and focus on yourself because you are the person delivering to those customers. And if you cannot deliver, then it, it's not going to last very long. Yeah. Um, somebody explained it to me like you are the pilot of the aeroplane and if the pilot isn't feeling well, the flight's not going to go very well. <laughs> Um, and it's yeah. true, you, you know, you have to you have to make sure that that you feel you feel healthy, you feel energized, and you feel like you have enough time. Um, and if you don't feel those things, then you're not serving yourself, and you're definitely not serving your customers or your client. They're not getting the best of you, and they're not getting um, you know the service that they deserve. You know, particularly in my line of work, I can't rock up to a class feeling half arsed and.
0: No
1: and wanting no, the class really. to end because <laughs> that's, that's not what i got into it for and people yeah. will quickly realize that you are not all there you know you're not you've, your energy's not all in it
0: yeah.
1: um so i think to be a successful business you have to you have to make sure you've you've got the energy um and that only comes from balancing so delegating those tasks that you know you either don't want to do or can't do as well as somebody else you know, I cannot do accounts it's just not something I'm I could spend hours trying I might as well find somebody I trust to do it mm-hmm. so I mean that was one of the first things I did because I am so bad at it <laughs>
0: um,
1: but then delegating other things was slightly more difficult particularly with my marketing background you know yeah. I, I I am fairly good with websites but again I needed to ask myself just because I can do it doesn't mean I should do it. And yeah. the question was very much no, you're going to spend hours figuring out something when somebody knows how to do it within seconds. Yeah. Um, so you know, I've got a fantastic web developer who fixes my website and does things for me when I need them to
0: And um do you think the yoga has helped you with that from a business owner's point of view, in terms of the men the, the physical, the mental, the emotional? that we discussed before
1: oh yeah 100% um you know I think in my younger days if I had perhaps tried to do my own business I would have I would have done everything myself I would have burnt out and I probably would have crashed because I wouldn't listen to my body I definitely wouldn't have focused my mind (laughs) Um, and I probably would have just ignored all of my emotions and cracked on and, you know, tried to make the best of it. Um, you know, I think the yoga has zoned me into myself. If I start to feel unwell, I, I think I recognize it a lot quicker because I know how my body should feel. Yeah. Um, if I if my mental health starts to suffer, um, I can notice very quickly that, you know, I'm having more negative thoughts. I am not able to to switch off as easily. I'm struggling to sleep. And these things that perhaps when I was 20, I would have put up with now that I've done yoga for such a long time. I I notice them and I'm like, no, we're going to nip this in the bud pretty quickly because this isn't good for me. Mm. Um, And emotions wise, I think, you know, I'm, I, I can be a perfectionist, I think. Um, and knowing that emotionally I get invested in trying to to be perfect and to to deliver that, you know, that perfect class and to have the perfect social media and mm-hmm. to, to do everything as a business owner just perfectly because it's, you know, it has to be right. Um, and knowing that I am very much emotionally invested in that, but being able to step back from that and go, okay, look, it's it's not that important to be perfect. Yes, you know. It's okay to feel upset if something doesn't go to plan, um, but let's just step back, let's have a breather, yeah. and start again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and that's something I definitely wouldn't have done before I found yoga, yes. um, which which is probably why I'm, I'm so into it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um, from the whole conversation that we've had today, I mean, I'm not saying that yoga is necessarily the answer in itself, but yoga could be an answer for a lot of people by the sounds of things because because it does give you that physical mental and and emotional well-being and I think what you were talking about being a business owner and needing to step aside uh, and take that time for yourself yoga provides you with the tools that you need to be able to do that and I'm sure there's lots of other things I know obviously various sports do that for various people or and and there's all sorts of hobbies that we have but it really that everything that we've discussed today has really resonated with me as a as a business owner that actually it, it's it is about stepping aside it is about being physically and mentally there and, and capable and and I think it's it's brilliant that that you are able to do that and the service that you provide helps other people do that do that yeah yeah
1: it's it's amazing and and, it's nice to be able to see the result and for people to come back to you and say you know you've really helped me you Mm. know I've, i've let go of a lot of of the emotions that i was carrying around with me or you know i've i've managed to spend some time on myself instead of you know always doing stuff for everybody else um and you know i've done specific workshops as well around you know um yoga for stress and um yoga for um you know emotional well-being um and that's always fantastic to to come out of the end of that and just see that people it's you know it's resonated with them and, and whether they go to a regular yoga class forever or whether it's just given them that little kick start to do something else and mm-hmm. um, for themselves you know it's it's amazing and I, I love seeing that result
0: excellent um so final question then about your business helen orange bloom what what does that mean <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i get asked this quite often um so i was i was trying to come up with um a name as you do when you first start out um and um orange for me apart from being one of my favorite colors um it represents um the sacral chakra so this is the chakra with your um emotional intelligence um uh, you know that when we say we get that gut feeling, that's yep. where that that comes from. So that's sort of where the the orange part came to because I I wanted my yoga not just to be about the physical but to be tapping into that emotional side of it. Okay. Um, and then bloom was really about um, you know blossoming, finding the yoga that worked for you because I know like I teach some of the classes, but I know other other teachers teach in a slightly different way and it's about finding that teacher and that style that works for you that does help you bloom into yourself um okay, okay. And then, you know find a way for you so yeah so the two came together orange bloom
0: what well, i always ask people for um sort of the top tips in terms of in terms of what they do so what would your um maybe top top yoga advice be
1: Oh, okay top yoga advice would be to to find the right class for you um and not just think that one yoga class is, is like all classes um all classes are different all teachers teach differently um mm-hmm. so trying a few different classes or even just speaking to a diff- few of the different teachers um and seeing what they say their class is for um, mm-hmm. and see if that resonates with you. Um, you know, I'm very much about mindful movement and connecting, you know, mind and body. That might not be for some people. They might want to come to a class and sweat it out and just feel thoroughly cleansed at the end of it physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I can point them in the direction of a teacher that does that, um, so, yeah, so I think find, finding that right class for your needs. Um, I'm going to put a caveat on that, though, and just <laughs> put that sometimes we don't know what we need until we try it. So, um, you know, tr- try something a little out of your comfort zone every so often. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. And then what? Um, what is your favourite thing or things about, about Stop or the SK postcodes?
1: Oh, God, that's so difficult. Um, (laughs) I think my top one is definitely the people. It's just one of the friendliest places I've lived and been. And I've travelled a lot and lived in a lot of different places. And I I can genuinely say that the people are friendly and supportive and, and so much so during lockdown and covid it's it has been wonderful um and they've got a cracking sense of humor i think we've all laughed as much as we possibly could through a really horrific time (laughs) so it's been nice to be surrounded um even if not in the physical but in the (laughs) the virtual world um with those people i mean that's just been that's been great and i you know we have seen the best of people i Mm -hmm. think through this um
0: yeah I think you're right uh,
1: and you know i think something like this shows people's true colors and i've just been just filled with joy with people um mm-hmm. in in stockport and hazel grove and sort of all the surrounding areas they've just been been lovely so that that has to be my top one um, i think my second one there are some there are some cracking food places <laughs> i'm a i'm a big eater i don't know whether you've noticed i love cake um and uh-huh. foods and there's just some great restaurants and cafes just yeah. all about you know all in Stockport and Hazel Grove so Brilliant. yeah that's got that's definitely a big plus
0: <laughs> cool um yeah I uh, agree with you on both a lot of people say talk about the people um I think we're just a different breed aren't we um,
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: I often say that I mean they talk about Mancunians being the friendliest people and, and a and a different breed, but I think Stockport is something next level from Mancunian as well.
1: It is, and it's all—it's just people are just so more. They're just personable, and they genuinely want to know you and talk to you. Yeah. And you know, when when we were in physical classes last year, and I was pregnant, it was just you know people want to know about the baby, mm-hmm. and and just really supportive and you know I've just you know I've been locking up the studio at night and there's been five or six people waiting for me so that I don't have to leave on my own I mean that's just wonderful isn't it it's just like a a big hug (laughs) at the end of the day um so yeah it's just lovely
0: yep it sure is and then yeah eateries and and drinkeries you're right there's loads of them around
1: oh god I mean you're spoiled for choice aren't you (laughs)
0: right then thank you so much helen for your time we've um we've gone over what i was anticipating doing but you've you've had a great story to tell and it's been really interesting talking oh, to thank you. you so i hope people have learned a lot and i and i hope that people who've learned about yoga maybe didn't understand it uh have maybe thinking about giving it a go and and coming down to orange bloom to uh, to try it
1: yeah absolutely so, all welcome
0: talking of which then how can they find you
1: um so easiest way is I mean if you st- if you type in um yoga in Hazel Grove I'm right there at the top um but my website is orangebloomyoga.com um and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram uh, very very easy to find and I do post a lot on Facebook um, about the classes and the updates and everything so that's a great place to find us
0: Excellent well I'll put all that information on on our website I'll link to it in uh, on our website at www.thescoop.co.uk. So it'll be there a click away, but obviously people are able to go and search if they want to. Fabulous. Well, thank you, Helen. Thanks for your time. It's been, uh, it's been great talking to you. Hope you've enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I have. Thank you so
0: much. You've been listening to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. Please subscribe to our podcast and make sure to listen to next week's show. If you'd like to share your story about your rise to independence, please email guest at thescoop.co.uk or you can find us on Facebook by searching The Scoop. Remember, The Scoop is spelled S-K-O-O-P. Finally, I really hope you enjoyed this show and if you did, it would be great if you could leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform or share with your network to help others find us and enjoy our podcast too.